You're listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio channel. Listen as Paul Roberts, Susan Finch talk B2B podcasting tips for companies, speakers, authors, marketing teams, and the C-suite. I've always felt that's important for our kids. We have always exposed them to Mm -hmm. really old references because people don't even realize where their habits have come from. And I always want them to know where did that come from? Because things will come up, references in movies, especially like Marvel movies and things. And like, how come they called it that? You have no idea where that came from. That came from, and you go way back. Oh my gosh. So that Uh was a nod to that person. Yep. And they don't even realize it. And sure. we, we just say things, you know, dial you up. Right. Who says yeah. dial you up? We still say dial you up. I know. Yeah. You don't T- say type, punch you uh, up. I mean, you know, thumb, thumb me. Why don't you, you know, type, me type, type me in or whatever yeah. you would call it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is interesting. And I think that's probably why Guardians of the Galaxy in particular had a lot of commercial success because the entire mixtape, that whole piece yes. of it completely appealed to the parents and the the people that were around for the music in the 80s and the you know, 70s, 80s. And then you got the kids, you know, the, right. the comic books and the action and the heroes and everything. And so it's this nice little blend of all of it and makes it a really diverse audience. And uh, yeah, it makes it easy to enjoy for folks of all ages. <laughs> I mean, that's a great segue and tip mm-hmm. for podcasting hosts because knowing your audience and potential audience speak to their hearts, speak mm-hmm. to their memories and the things that make them happy. The things that trigger those <laughs> nostalgic memories because nostalgia, nostalgia is just our way of rewriting what really happened. <laughs> they, they say. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you, you get someone talking about the old <laughs> days and it can go downhill pretty quickly, but they, you know, people lap it up. You know, anything to, to relive and as you said, and a lot of times rewrite and sort of change, put their own perspective on it. But still, it's a good thing to make yourself marketable i mean there's certain words Mm -hmm. that just evoke memories in people spam (laughs) yeah spam means a lot of things to many people right means nothing to some other than you know the email version of it but people have no idea what that was like growing up having (laughs) to have that in your lunch with mayonnaise i mean there's so many things like that that's like oh there's a little memory the word i learned this Uh years ago the word attic for some people evokes a wonderful cherished childhood memory for other people it's like no that's right to go when i was in trouble i hate the attic it was scary it had dead people oh stuff in there my. i hate the attic and so when you talk about that yeah. it brings yeah, you to different everyone's places got a, a different association with it yeah and you don't even know it. oh god yeah stuck in the attic yep <laughs> sounds horrible <laughs> so so hey everybody i'm susan finch and i'm your host today for behind the mic and my guest today is ej alba and i am so excited to have him here he is on my team and he is one of our best editors, creative editors, and we have really enjoyed having him because his skills extend into video. He has done a lot of on-site live productions and broadcast in the local Portland area, and even recently in Costa Rica for <laughs> Can- a wedding. Cancun, in fact. Is that where but you yeah, went? Yeah, close, close enough. I mean, Cancun. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the monkeys. Something when I tropical. I was, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Some monkeys. Well, it's just <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah monkeys. exactly. No, it was a very, very gentle monkey. It was, it was very nice. Yeah, Cancun was great. Uh, a lot of my, a lot of my, a lot of my work has taken me to a lot of different places. Whether it be in Oregon, in particular for weddings, there's tons of 
wedding venues outside of where anyone would normally go in Oregon. So I get to see a lot of cool places. So yeah. Very cool. Well, today we went, you and I have been talking about these checklists because EJ is part of the Funnel Media Group and Funnel Radio team. We produce a lot of podcasts for people and we also send out weekly tips for all of our clients. So all of our hosts and their teams get weekly tips from us on how to be better at producing podcasts. And this week, the goodie is a magnet that we're going to share with you guys too. If you are actually listening <laughs> to this show, because we don't know who listens, if you send me an email, Susan at, at funnelradio.com, we will mail you, I need your address, a magnet. And the magnet is a checklist to help you have a better recording session with your guest and to be a better host. And so that's just part of it. That's a whole different episode. It's just a goodie we want to give you. But EJ has some tips today. So EJ is going to be telling us a few tips about how to not only make it easier for your editor, if that's somebody you are hiring, somebody that you are roping into doing it, your kid, yourself, there are some tips that can make it easier and less work for you to edit. And then also in part of this, he's going to be talking to the editor, whether that's you or whether you want to pass these tips on to your podcast editor on ways to have more success editing to make it simpler for you as well. So EJ, I'm going to let you go and sure. I'll probably chime in a little bit, but it's all on you. For sure, Susan. So what I wanted to start with is the focus on video in particular, because in the last five years, I would say in particular, or even in the last year or so, pretty much everyone has had to make some sort of change toward video. We're all migrating. All of our devices have cameras now. And a lot of times when you're recording a podcast, while you can't always see the person, yourself, the guest, the host, whatever it may be, you can hear how they're sitting, how they're looking, how they're whether they're paying attention or not. If they're looking at the camera, if they're looking up at the ceiling, if they're moving closer to or further away from the mic, it's so important to have good posture and really act as if that camera's on. One of the biggest things that I learned early on in your career was always treat a mic like it's act like it's hot. You know, just uh, assume that a mic is on, a camera is on. You know, that that is more of a don't get fined by the FCC for saying something you shouldn't on air. But it's a good rule of thumb because you act different when you're on camera or when you're being interviewed or when the, the spotlights are on you. And it really does come through in your voice. And that's something that I think people really should focus on because it's not a hard change, really. Because honestly, once you do that, you're more engaged, you're more interested. And frankly, everything ends up sounding and looking a whole lot better. And that's a whole other side point where if you're going to be using the video, you want to make sure that you have good video in order to share it. Because if you don't have good video to share it, you have to do all sorts of things to make it engaging. And that takes up so much more time. Because if you can just do it, very few edits, everything looks and sounds nice, you're going to save yourself money because you don't have to spend as much time on it. So that is the first one. The second one, and I'm going to jump around here a little bit, but if you notice when I'm talking, normally when I'm talking in person, I'm not saying things and taking little breaths, little pauses, things like that. But when working at the TV station in college and working with commercial clients and taking public speaking courses and whatnot, I've just found that it's better to talk a little bit slower, be a little more intentional, and eliminate as much as possible the filler words. It's You're never going to get rid of all of them. We, talk, we use them too much in our normal 
day-to-day lives. It's our vernacular. It's how we're comfortable speaking. And it allows us to fill time. And that's the biggest thing that we're worried about is sounding stupid. <laughs> it's sounding like we don't have anything to say, right? So you don't want to start every single sentence with, you know, or, and so, or exactly. And to add to that, I would say, and you could see right there, I was going to say, uh, but I, you know, you catch yourself and you just, it's, it takes practice. Don't expect yourself to do it right every time, but after doing it a long, you know, over and over, you know, that's a big one right there. You know, I do that all the time and I try not to, you don't want to make it affect your speech to the point where you sound like a robot because you're thinking about every word, but it's just, again, it's another thing to practice. So that's one thing. And it does take practice. These, these are all, there you go. Yep. yep. Another one, the mouth. Yep. There the it is. <laughs> and that usually, a lot of times I find that leads with women. Okay. It leads to sass. It's when they're yeah. about to be sassy. I get you. Yep. Sure. There's always a sass that comes in. And with men, it's, it's a pause of being thoughtful, mm. but you don't need it. Oh and God. I get rid of all of them. I get rid of all of them. Yeah. And it's a lot of them are subconscious and they're not intentional. But if you start to think a little bit more intentionally about it, you start to catch a lot of those things. The clicks, that one's hard for me. I don't even, when you said I did it, I didn't even think, did I even do it? I'm like, oh, I guess I did it. But that's a, another thing to just start to focus on. This is going to make your editor thrilled because it will allow you to cut in and out, cut certain words, or if you begin a word with, uh, you know, or this, well, is kind of, at that point, it's like, okay, where in the world do I cut this to make this sound like a normal word, right? So that's another thing to keep in mind is not only will it sound better, it'll make your editor's job a lot easier. You'll have to pay them less because it will take them less time. That's the whole snowball effect that we're talking about. The next one I would say is for Zoom and remote recordings. Now this is something that again, has absolutely skyrocketed in the last year, but it is really a great thing because it makes the accessibility that much better. We can interview and talk to people from wherever at whatever time in their own place where they're the most comfortable. Because a lot of times if you do a full studio setup, people get nervous and they clench and it's weird and it's awkward. So. This is on the checklist that we have. Recording and gallery view. Make sure you choose your microphone. If you have a special microphone, and I would recommend that you get one, even the cheaper ones sound better than your laptop's microphone. So I would highly recommend that. Recording in separate audio tracks, making sure you have good internet. If you can plug directly into your router or your modem, please do it. You will have so many less issues the audio will sound better and you won't have these. Oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, you go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Oh, so, okay. No, okay, okay. You can just start over again. You know, that kind of stuff. Those things drive yourself and your guest crazy because it just makes it harder and it really brings up the fact that we're not in the same room together. But on the backside, when you're editing, if you have lag, those kinds of things, it really is apparent and you can physically see them in the waveform as you're editing these big, long, straight lines that means... I'm talking and then it goes, uh, and then I continue talking. And so it, it just, again, it's just another thing that makes it harder to edit. So internet. Yeah. There's an, there's another thing that I mm -hmm. call zoom twang. 
Zoom twang is in recording where a word, because of bandwidth issues, yeah, yep, we'll do a little right in the middle of the word, and we edit those out where mm-hmm. we can because it does sound a little weird. Sure, but we're all kind of used to hearing it. But for evergreen content and and replays and things, the Zoom twang it can interrupt a Agreed. word and make mm-hmm. it hard to understand. So that's also where one of your other tips will come in and what yes. you're talking about being hardwired, having everything closed down, no yeah. other windows open guys, mm-hmm. a clean reboot. Absolutely. For you and your guests. Because if you're recording in separate tracks with Zoom, you're recording locally. If you're recording in separate tracks on Riverside, it's in the cloud. When it's local, you will sound great. But if your guest has bandwidth issues, even if you're recording locally, you mm-hmm. still may have Zoom twangs in there. And when you are recording in the cloud for Riverside, same thing. You can still get those twangs. It's all about their bandwidth, the guest bandwidth and yours. What's fighting for it? Are you competing because you're on mm-hmm. Wi-Fi with gamers in your house? Do five people have phones, iPads, and other computers all on Wi-Fi? Then you're all fighting yep. for the same especially, signal. Especially for uploading. People, I don't know that people necessarily know the difference in download and upload. Download affects your speed, but when you're in, if you have your internet bill next to you by chance, you'll notice that typically your download speed's a lot higher than your upload, and that's because the upload takes so much bandwidth. So when I'm uploading a video, even an audio file for Funnel or for whomever, I'll have everyone else in the house is, are you uploading something? Are you uploading, you know, because there, it just, it slows it down so much. So just try and, and be cognizant of that, your surroundings. And really it's just a new evolution of when you're on set or you're doing an on location recording, eliminating the variables. And you, again, this, these aren't hard and fast because you can't eliminate everything. We're all making everything work, right? So. Do your best to eliminate as many variables as you can. And that's essentially the best way to do it with the Zoom and the remote recordings. Another thing is Zoom can actually lower the acceptable resolution. So if you record in the cloud, if I'm, I believe it's limited to 480p in the video quality uh, if you record in the cloud. So that's another thing to keep in mind because if you're not gonna use the video, not as important. If you're going to use the video, record locally because it will be much better quality. One thing, my background where I started came from video production and typically that involves cameras. And so this is one thing that kills me when people use video is, I'm gonna show you, they'll have their camera set up like this, which don't get me wrong, it looks kind of cool, I guess, if you get the focus right but they're not looking at the person. They're way too close in the frame. They have it set up where they're at the very top and there's no headroom. They have it set at the very bottom and they look like they're three feet tall. You know, Have yourself, try to get yourself right in the middle-ish. Give yourself a little bit of room on each side. Make sure that your surroundings are clean. You No one, no one likes to see a, a gross, dirty area that the person's sitting in because you're automatically, you think like, wow, that person couldn't even get it together for this quick episode why do i why should i listen to what they have to say about whatever it is they're talking about right but i would say that's why the editor making the the editor's job easier on all fronts that you can is great because there are things they're going to have to deal with no matter what but yeah to finish up with the cameras don't sit in front of a window with the camera facing the window you'll look like a silhouette or you'll look like you've got this heavenly light behind you 
if it's if it's a full window, not a not a little window like that. I'm talking about people that sit in front of a bay window and that's all that's behind them is this huge window. It cascades this light. It looks kind of funky. Sit at an angle to the light. Make sure you're well lit as best as you can and make sure that you are setting yourself up for success. And that's another thing with the posture thing I was talking about earlier. If you're on camera, get a little dressed up, feel a little comfy, get a little nice and, and clean press. You'll feel more comfortable. That's why they say I'm, I'm one of those weird people that always wore a suit to a, a job interview on the phone because I felt like I was in a, in a business setting. You know, I wanted to feel like I was prepped and ready and being professional. And I think people underestimate how much that affects how you carry yourself. It comes through a lot when it comes to the audio more than people think. You bring back a memory from being in leadership when I was in middle school and high school. And when we would plan our dances and the themes and the teachers loved, admin loved anything that was formal because everybody oh. acted differently than they would if it was a theme like pajamas <laughs> right. or animals or whatever it was. And mm -hmm. you acted like the theme. And so they really liked it when we said, well, let's have a semi yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> That means you'll all be best behaved right. and you'll you know be calm. And I remember that though, and it does affect everything that you do and say. I don't leave my room in the morning, folks, mm -hmm. without being ready for the camera, mm -hmm. even if I'm never going to be seen. But it does put me in a better mindset. And I've covered this before on other episodes. It does matter. And as you were saying, EJ, it sets you up to mm -hmm. also be a better host. And it also shows your guest that you respect them enough to have put some effort into your appearance and not yeah, just showing up in a baseball exactly. cap and a hoodie. It's a mutual respect and it helps set the tone for the show. Whether you're going to be all business or not, it at least helps solidify the fact that this is a show, this is something that we do, something that I take seriously, that I care about, and you are a part of that. So please, that's how I would like to act going forward. Yeah, I completely agree. And the last thing that I'll say that I don't see a lot of people doing and is something that I've worked into a lot of any sort of work that I do with people is don't be afraid to do another take. Take it from a topic. Take it from the beginning of a sentence. Take it from wherever they're comfortable with because as an editor, if I start a sentence and then I mess up a few words, I kind of garble it, I stumble, I whatever, and then I finish the sentence where I thought I was, Sometimes the words don't quite line up right. Sometimes I'll be talking like this. And then the last half of the sentence sounds like this, like I was laughing because I messed up in the middle. Those things drive me crazy just because as a perfectionist, I don't, I, the tone feels like it's wrong when it starts a little lower and then ends really high or vice versa. So that's another thing. And that's another thing too with people that aren't used to being on camera. They're going to stutter. They're going to have little blips in their words and how they talk and they're going to be embarrassed. I'm like, oh God, I can't believe I messed that up. And then they'll take it from the middle of the sentence. Just say, hey, it's okay. Just take a deep breath and start over again at the part we were just talking. Start over at A. We'll just take it from there. And they're they're going to feel better about it. Another little trick actually on this topic that is sort of my own little flavor that I've added to a lot of my shoots in the past year is a lot of times at the beginning, people aren't terribly comfortable at the beginning. And so if you notice that someone is super stiff at the beginning, there's nothing wrong with at the very end saying, hey, I just want to re-record the intro real quick. Just our little, in, in our exchange, our chit chat, 
because at the end, they are so much more comfortable. They're like, wow, yeah, we did the whole show. We're done. I can't believe I did so good. Let's, heck, heck yeah, let's let's do another one. Let's do the intro all over again. So that's just a pro tip, I would say, when you're running it as the host is it's another thing because you want them to be happy with how they came across. And if you can tell at the beginning that they are super stiff and super uncomfortable, you know they're not going to like it when they go back. They're going to be like, oh my God, I sounded so rigid. I sounded like a robot. So if you can have a little bit of foresight, if you've got time, obviously, you know, these are all not made to fit. They're not one size fits all. You use them as you can. But that's just another thing to be thinking about as sort of the host and the producer. Because if you think about it, you are the producer and then you've got the editor, whether that's yourself or someone else, it's going to make their lives a lot easier because then again, they can just cut that new intro to the front and be good with it. And it's a lot better than trying to edit an intro that you didn't like than having one that worked a lot better as one take. Exactly. But that brings us to, I was hanging out on Clubhouse yesterday and you always hear it around. I just want to be my authentic self. I need it to sound natural. And so some people aren't into any of these nuances for editing and Mm -hmm. things. And hey, that's fine. But trust me, what will get replayed over and over and shared more are the episodes that aren't annoying. We can embrace our flaws and things (laughs) because I know that's all the rage now. Embrace all your imperfections and everything that, you know, is not great about yourself. But why not strive to respect your audience to make it as clean as you can for them? So when they listen to it, they're getting exactly what they need. And then you're not distracted with your authentic, natural, unscripted self. It, it's not always a wonderful thing. It's okay to have guidelines. It's okay to, as you were saying, redo certain points because sometimes the second or third time might be better on a specific point. And yeah. I've, I've just learned these things. And the other thing too, folks, is your guests may say things yes. they shouldn't say. And, and you'll know it because you'll hear it because they might mention a strategy with a specific client mm. and call somebody out by name. If it makes you cringe or uncomfortable, yep. mark that. Make a note of it for your editor and make a note to ask your guest, hey, yeah. you sure you mm-hmm. want that in? Or make the decision for them that, oh, that was botched up. I know, <laughs> white lie, don't do it. But whatever it was, but get mm-hmm. it out of there if you need to because it's also your reputation. And people won't want to come on your show if you are going to have absolutely. them in those positions that, oh, right. they're going to leave like, everything ooh, in. Yikes, I better button up and be absolutely, I won't say nothing. And absolutely, it's tr- it's difficult, but it's another thing to have in your toolkit. And I will say another thing that you can do as a host that I love when Susan does or when any of our hosts do at Funnel is after a show, they'll send over sort of the editor notes of this part right here was awesome. I loved our exchange here or things to look out for because again, if you're going to use them to promote, if you're going to use them to take out little extracts, whatever it may be, that takes away extra time and effort that the editor would have to expend because if you're already telling them this is what I want to be the extract then the editor doesn't have to hunt around and check and see well does this sound right is this what they were thinking and whatnot so having those little notes the liner notes almost for the show afterwards is another cool little tool that you can throw in there that really helps streamline the process so sometimes we can't control when the landscapers come and the blowers come and not just your own but all your neighbors too (laughs) There it is. Oh my gosh. So what do you do when that happens? Mm-hmm. 
you yeah. reschedule if you can. Exactly. Or you hope that they'll be done by the time you're done and you can go re-record as the host. Maybe you can re-record mm -hmm. just your piece, mute yourself, and then go back and re-record those questions that you're tossing to your guest and those can be edited in. It's more editing time, but is that easier right. than rescheduling with your guest to get them to come back? And maybe it was a fabulous show and they'll never be able to recreate that wonderful feeling you yeah. guys had and what was going mm -hmm. on. Yeah, so you gotta be able to make those that. game time decisions and make things work and have backup plans and make sure that they're comfortable with their own tech setup to the point where if you need to quickly fix something or do something different, figure something out that they're able to at least do those things. Move on to the last portion that you were gonna help us with. We might have to re-record this a couple <laughs> times, depending on the blowers. EJ, I know you had tips for editors, whether that is the host editor, the team editor, or the outside person editor to make it better and, and to eliminate some of the stress. I'm wondering if you can go ahead and give those tips. Oh my gosh, folks, if you're wondering why we're laughing, because a lot of it will be edited out. I have blowers yeah. that just, the guys just showed up and I had no idea they were coming. And on the topic of speaking directly to the editors, now again, this could be the host that's editing their own show. This could be the EJ of your group that is getting the shows raw and then editing them from there. The biggest thing that I loved about when I joined Funnel in particular was that there were templates for shows with the intro music, the outro music, the commercials, the stingers, the teasers, all the bits and pieces semi put together already so that you can slide in that audio that you've edited of the host and the guest or the host and the two guests or whoever makes the show up. You just slide them in and it cuts down on editing time every time. So that's, that's tip number one is templates. If you've got recurring shows that have recurring music and commercials and whatnot, do that because it's helpful. Another thing that I am a huge advocate for as I've worked across all these different editing softwares, I'm in the Adobe suite, but I've used a whole lot of other ones. The biggest thing that I do is the keyboard shortcuts. I really, it, it not dragging my mouse and pushing every single button with my pointer finger has saved me so much time. So get used to the buttons because you got a whole keyboard here that you can use your left hand with the keyboard and your right hand on the mouse get yourself a mouse with multiple buttons on it. Mine's got five programmable buttons and I've got different keys that do different things in different programs because it all helps cut down on time. And I don't, it's just becomes muscle memory. It's really fun to do it that way because then you feel like a pro too. And it makes things a lot easier. And exactly, you know, my newest, my newest toy is a, is a controller with track pads on it that you use as the mouse and the keyboard. And that's Ooh. another way that I am cutting down on my carpal tunnel therapy in the future. <laughs> but that's another thing to think about <laughs> is the keyboard shortcuts. A quick tip that I learned from, believe it or not, TikTok, which I just found fascinating that I fell into editing videos because I watch those. When you come across certain sounds, we're talking the Fs, the F noise, TH, SS, CH, CH. SH, SH, all of those, if you look at them on the waveform, look almost the same. And a lot of times, if you have someone that stumbles or they say, what's, uh, what would, what's, what's going on with this topic? So you had him, that person said, what's four times. You can cut from the end of the first one 
to the end of the fourth one on that S frequency and it'll be seamless. It, I, I haven't had a situation really where it hasn't worked. And it's it was like magic because it was I was able to cut through so many of these either filler words or you have the people that'll say, well, 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 you know, they, they say it multiple times just because everyone's got different crutches that they use and different things that make it easier for them to get their thoughts across. But those don't always translate the best to video or audio. And so we want to remove them if we can. And that's one way you can do it if they include those specific frequencies. So that's a little pro tip that I found as well that I really, really enjoyed because I use it all the time. I have no idea anything you just said. I just looked for it in the line because I'm like, frequencies? What? What are you talking about? Because I am not an ed I can edit, but I'm not an editor. And so what you just said to me is like, okay. And I know some of our folks use things like GarageBand and Audacity and some of the free programs that are out there. So folks, you're gonna have to hunt around. But some of these programs as well, though, have a find and replace. And you can find and replace some of these repeating mm -hmm habits with space with a little smidge of white space of nothing absolutely yeah find those tools because every audio editor that you use is going to have different setups are going to have different tools different effects different processes that you can do i know in audition in particular they have noise reduction so you scan a little area of noise and then you apply that to the whole thing and then it will do its best to remove the noise out of everything now again it's not perfect it's not foolproof you run into things where it levels out the audio, makes everything sound normal. But if your guest has really loud breaths, let's say, then in between talking, they'll they'll say, well, you know, that's something that I wanted to avoid. When you go and do that leveling, it'll be like, well, so I wanted to do that something to avoid. It sounds just horrendous. And that's another thing you wanna be cognizant of because those are things that you don't think about. Because if you don't go and listen to every single piece, you won't catch it. That's where separate tracks come in handy. Because with the separate tracks, you're able to do that. You're able to first address the leveling separately without, you know, if I raise the soft talker to where I can hear them, it doesn't raise the loud talker so we don't have the breaths being exaggerated so much or vice versa, whatever it is that really helps a lot. But we just had a, a thing that I know is super common for everybody right now, mute and unmute. And we don't even need to cover how common that is. It's okay, especially when you're recording and not live. We can edit out those pieces like, oh, you're muted. Okay, unmute. And the giggle that comes after because everybody's always uncomfortable. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you don't need to worry about, yeah. about that. Mm. Try and be aware, though, and see it. I have a, unfortunately, I have a pop filter over my mic, so I don't always see when I am muted because right. my little red yes. light doesn't flash. <laughs> so that's where that happens. So just be aware of mute and unmute because you don't want to go be going on on a great point and your guest is being polite and they're just sitting they there and, you, and they can't hear a word you're <laughs> yeah. saying. So now, and let them know, make sure too, when you start your shows that you give them, say, hey, I'm going to give you a high mm -hmm. sign, you know, maybe the timeout sign or something. So they know where the wrap it up symbol, you know, where you spin your finger around. So they know that, hey, we're getting close to the end, or can we take a pause yes. here because something just came up mm -hmm. or I can't hear you, whatever it is, work that out with them. Standard, you know, standard signals that we're all used to, mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Are very helpful. And it makes things nice and standardized if you do it the same way every time. You fall into these rhythms and you get used to it. And it makes your life so much easier once you're on that muscle memory level because you don't have to think about everything every single time you do it. Right. And that's the sa- and that's how it is with everything in life. But it, it's just another piece that right. as you practice and you become sort of this host person or this editor person, right? You have your system and you have your, whether it's yeah. your file naming convention, these things that help you stay organized and stay on top of things because there's so much that we're all dealing with all the time, especially when it comes to this digital stuff, because it's all in one spot. It's all on your computer. So you have to figure out ways to, to make sure that everything is staying nice and clean and neat. And that is essentially the best advice that I can give is just be intentional and practice because practice makes perfect. It does. (laughs) And and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect. As we also know Mm -hmm. too, we just continue to improve. I think EJ and I are going to do a mini episode sometime in the, this coming month on ways to organize your show materials for you and for your team members to make it super easy. We have some suggested methods that work really well for us and keep things tidy and easy to find when new team members come in and have to find it. So that'll be another upcoming episode of Behind the Mic. Today we are signing off. Again, this is Susan Finch. I am the senior producer and the president of Funnel Media Group. And I am here with one of our top editors. EJ, thank you so much for being on our show today. It was so great to bring you out. <laughs> from the from shadows. Yeah, the editing, exactly. You know, it was great room. being here. Yeah. And I. It's a lot of fun. Well, it can be a lot of fun yeah. too. We don't want you guys burning out. And we don't want mm-hmm. you any more money than you need to. So we are going to always strive to give you very handy, easy to implement tips to make your podcasting success. Indeed. Bigger. All right, so this is Susan Finch. If you want to subscribe and get more tips like this for free from us, go to FunnelRadioChannel.com and subscribe. Don't forget, send me an email, Susan at FunnelRadio.com, and I will send you a goodie. You can get the magnet that we're getting printed with these checklists and quick overview from this episode and that we usually just send to our podcasting clients. So you will get that just for listening. Thank you so much. Thanks, EJ. You've been listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio Channel. Never miss an episode? Be sure to subscribe at FunnelRadioChannel.com or in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Blueberry, TuneIn, and more.